From the rugby field to the rotary shed, it's the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Well, catching up with uh, Jim Finlay with his weekly economic report from Farm Advisors and AgSafe New Zealand. Morning, Jim. And good morning, Brian. First thing I want to touch on, and I guess you can put your ag safety hat on, really, is the, the quad bike stats. And we heard in our news at 7.30 this morning, uh, a fresh plea to farmers to take steps to ensure their vehicles have safety protection. I think there's been four quad bike fatalities in the last nine days. Yes, Brian, that's what the uh, news is telling us. Uh, I, that been none of my clients, thank goodness, but... Uh, yeah, it's one of the things, there's a lot of quad bike deaths over the years and quite a few from the side-by-sides and other farm accidents as well. But the quad bikes certainly come in for a lot of attention. And one of the reasons for it, Brian, is that the people really use them as a dog um, and they chase the stock around and they're watching the stock movement and they're not watching where they're going. And all it takes is for the front wheel of a quad bike, uh, even on flat land, to just drop into a rabbit hole or something and it'll flick the bike over and the person's... Um, been killed very, very mm. quickly. Is there anything protection-wise they can do to their quad bikes to protect them? Yes, there is. There's, uh, several companies have got uh, rollover um, protectors. Uh, there's some very good ones. There's a, uh, a good hoop one that's uh, almost sort of soft that if it rolls, lands on you, it'll sort of provide you with some protection, but it also doesn't allow the bike to come down with full force on you. There's some other bars that um, can be bolted on the back But there's been problems with some of the manufacturers of the quad bikes um, and them saying that they actually unsettle the stability of the bike. And that's why they've had some difficulty legislating them. But I believe they really just do need to get in and put some legislation in place to say that, you know, we do need rollover protections on the bike. Now, Mm. I'm not a fan of regulations and things, but this is one thing, Brian, that I could certainly see would help and will certainly save a bundle of lives out in our country. Yeah, be careful out there on the farms on quad bikes and uh, side-by-sides. All right, let's look at the uh, the weekly uh, markets. How did everything fare? Right, there's just a little bit of movement. Um, as the dollar sort of rises a wee bit, there's uh, some drop back in some of the schedules. And if we look at our 18 kgyx lamb, the North Island schedule is steady at $6, and the South Island's down a smidgen to $5.90 a kg. The 21 kgmx mutton, the North Island is steady at $2.50 a kg, and the South at $2 a 10 a kilogram. The P2 steer, the 270 to 295 kg weight range, is $5.40 in the North and $5.15 in the South. The M cow, the 120 to 195 kg cow, is $3.75 in the north and $3.60 in the south. And our 270 to 295 kg bull is $5.40 in the north and $5.20 in the south. And if we look at our venison, it's still steady at $8.85 in the north and $8.80 in the south, Brian. And we saw the uh, GDT uh, last week, uh, a slight lift in that, which was good news for, uh, for dairy farmers. Oh, absolutely, it went up one point six percent with whole milk powder up uh, to two point one up went up two point one percent to three thousand one hundred and four u s dollars a ton, which is uh, very, very pleasing. However, there was some of the uh, European milk trade or milk powder trading on the uh, GDT and it was selling for about three thousand eight hundred u s dollars a ton. so there's a thought that there is still some movement in there for um, the New Zealand commodity. That Fonterra did lift its forecast price by another five, uh, 25 cents mm. a kilogram of milk solids for the year, which is really, really good. 
Always enjoy reading your weekly rant in your newsletter. And uh, you basically summarise in this week's rant the, the, the government's 100-day plan, 49 urgent tasks, and there's a few there that'll, that'll affect farmers, aren't there? There certainly are, Brian, and, uh, you know, I wanted to put them down so that we've got a little bit of a record there that we can mm. go back in 100 days and say, you know, you've done this and you haven't done that. What's the story? But some of the good things are that the ute tax goes at the end of the month, so um, farmers won't be disadvantaged buying a ute, but uh, um, also the electric car rebates will go, which will be good, so we won't have so many of those quiet things sort of sneaking <laughs> up on you when you're walking along a footpath. Yeah, absolutely. And the regional fuel tax for Auckland region too, legislation to remove that, that's a, that's good news. That is very, very good news. And on top of that, there's also a proposed 12 cent a litre increase in the fuel taxes as well to come in shortly. Well, that's also being canned. So we'll be able to drive out of the Waikato into Auckland and not have to double check that our tank is sort of over full before we go through the, the big smoke and uh, get ourselves hooked in with some high petrol prices. Yeah, they've got some work to do, so uh, we wish them the best of luck. Hey, nice to catch up, Jim. We'll do it again next week. We certainly do, Brian, and Brian, thank you to the listeners. Uh, Jim Finlay um, with his weekly economic report from Farm Advisors and AgSafe New Zealand.